0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today.
1: How you doing at home? You all good? Aren't we having beautiful weather at the moment? We've been praying here this morning. I'm grabbing my heat pack, so no- just excuse me. Please yeah. come in. Do you have notes? I do have notes. In my head. <laughs> good. Like all good males. Hey, if you're, if you're chatting in, maybe ask some questions on the Holy Spirit, because we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today. So today is the day of Pentecost, but it's also just another Sunday. No, it's never another Sunday. Each day is the day the Lord's made, and Scripture tells us to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. But how much more on a day like today, where it's not just a, a, a celebration about an event. This is the actual day where the apostles and the disciples were waiting in the upper room after Jesus said, you're going to receive, wait in, in Jerusalem because you're going to receive power to be my witnesses to the utter, uttermost ends of the earth. And um, if you look at that, Australia's pretty well the uttermost end of the, <laughs> end of the earth to Jerusalem. <laughs> so we could it be is. just that, couldn't we? We um, could. But these guys, they waited in the upper room and they were faithful. I'm, I'm sure there were people coming and going because they, they waited for a few days. Now, Pentecost actually means 50. So it's 50 days from the Passover. And Jesus was the Passover lamb. And then 50 days later, he poured out his spirit and the, the promise of the Holy Spirit that, that Joel spoke about. And there was so much in that. but. Um, mm. Oh, you could talk on this for so long, but yeah. I just wanted to start off with one scripture, which is in Zechariah. And a lot of people that read scripture or attend church know this, but it's in Zechariah six, And it says this, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says God. Mm says the Lord. Yeah, And um, those two words there, not by might. The word might in the, the Hebrew actually means to use a force, to force yourself, or whether by the means of a person forcing themselves or using other resources, using an army to force themselves, to use wealth. As a for even their own righteousness, as to force themselves uh, to force an opinion, their own valor, their strength, their ability to gather people around them. Like Mm. at the moment, we're seeing riots in America, and they're using their might, their ability to gather people around them to push their agenda forward. Mm. God says, I don't do that. Not only that, the word power means to be firm to be vigorous, um, either in a good, to be forceful, either in a good or a bad way. But get this, this is what's really interesting. God says, I don't use um, might. I'm not going to use that against you. And I'm not going to use power to bring these things about. The word power has a, in it the, the ability to be a chameleon, to actually um, to, con- to deceive or to cause People to, to see something other than what is true. God says, I'm not going to manipulate anything. I'm not going to um, be deceptive in any way. It's not going to be by might, which you've seen in the human world. It's not going to be by power in those manipulation and control ways. It's going to be by my spirit, a mm. pure breath. The word in the Greek is pneuma, which means the, the spirit, the breath of God. So God mm. says, by my spirit, by what is spoken, his promises are secure. And, and by the, the breath in us as humans as being carriers of the kingdom of heaven. So mm. not by might, not my power, but by my spirit. And when Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, he said, he's going to teach you like no one else can. Yeah. And when he, he um, comes on your, your body, in your, and I've seen people, when the mm. Holy Spirit's like just whacked them hard, <laughs> that sounds weird, doesn't it? But I, I've seen we react differently. Mm. Some people like me who talk a lot, we shut up in the presence of God. <laughs> Other people, they get really loud and get really wild and run and, mm. and laugh and cry because and, and we all um, manifest the, an encounter with the Spirit of God differently. But I want to encourage you, the Spirit of God is a good spirit. The Spirit of God brings us into a completion. The Spirit of God is our comforter, our nurturer. Mm. He's our closest friends. Mm. He's, a, he's a help in times of trouble. I'm so mm. glad we've got the Holy Spirit. And he's yeah. a witness to us as well. Mm. Shall I be quiet now? Let <laughs> you say something.
0: I was just thinking about you know we we can relate easily to the Father. Oh yeah. Um, we can relate easily to the Son because you know they have the name Father. They have the name Son. They're personable. Mm. You know they feel like part of the family. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like we can sometimes struggle to relate to the Holy Spirit because he has the name the Holy Spirit, which makes him sound like he's just a, a force or an entity mm. or something mysterious that we, we can't really relate to. We feel like maybe he's aloof, maybe he's impersonable because he's spirit, you know. Yeah. But the Father and the Son are also spirit. But um, the Holy Spirit is also a person. Yes. So he is personable and we can all... Have a relationship with Him. We can all have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, and He's just as personable as the Father and the Son. You know, even if the because the Bible refers to Him as wind or fire or rain or a dove. You know, these things that yeah yeah, can seem uh, inanimate and hard to relate to, but He is also the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. He's also the Holy Spirit, our friend. He's our counselor. He's, he's right there with us. Mm. He's with us and he's within us. And he empowers us and he leads us and guides Jesus us. Jesus
1: didn't say, I will send something. He was yeah. saying, I will send the comforter, yeah. Yeah. a friend, mm. a companion. So, yeah, yeah it was it's definitely so a person. Yeah. He was revealing the Godhead to us yeah. as, as mankind was meant to have seen it but had missed the mark because of sin, Mm. and now it was being made right again, so that that relationship. But so many people get it mixed up. They go, well, I can't comprehend three in one because then it must be a plural God. And He's not because it says we're told that the Lord our God is one. Mm. But when you've got a God that's outside time, space, and matter, (laughs) and you try and add our reasoning of Uh time, space, and matter to it, it's not going to happen. It's
0: outside our head.
1: So then people try and make up explanations for <laughs> mm. it. You know, like we're body, soul, and spirit. Mm. You know, and as we are sort of three in one, so are they. But sometimes our body, soul, and spirit are all in conflict. Yeah. He never is. Mm. Like God is never. Mm. When it says he is one, it means he is in harmony. Mm. He is so much in unity. He mm. is complete in every aspect. Yeah.
0: But it's, it's so good that he's beyond our understanding. <laughs> I love that. Because he's an awesome God. And who would want to worship a God that can fit between our ears? Because that's very you know, good. we we can't comprehend him because he's so awesome and that's not at all. That's why we worship him. Yes. Because his ways are so much higher than our ways.
1: Because he is God.
0: He is God. <laughs> that's it. So we're never gonna so completely understand the yes. Trinity. Love we're it. never gonna completely be able to get our heads around it. No, because it doesn't
1: make any sense no. to us.
0: It's one of those mysteries. It's
1: one of those faith things. Yeah. It's gotta be accepted by faith. And you yes. don't get it until you get it. Mm. It's yeah. like you, you, don't, you can't enjoy how much a, a rope swing out over a cliff face is and to like, oh, no, that's a scary thing. And then somebody does it for the first time and they're like, I want to do it again. You're like, ah, now you get it.
0: That's it. No, it has <laughs> nothing to do with that, but it's a good analogy. It is a good analogy. <laughs> I like it. And I love how, you know, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would um, rest upon someone He would move on someone, you know. He would even fill someone just just for a time, so that they could do something for God. Yeah. You know, there's examples right through through the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit would rest on someone, fill someone, empower someone Mm. to do something amazing for God. Yep. But 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 it wasn't like an ongoing infilling. Mm. But now, you know, since the The day of Pentecost, that that ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit is available to everyone yeah. to empower us every day to yes. live for God. Yeah, which is which is so amazing. And that
1: empowerment can mean so many different things. Mm. Like with Elijah, yeah. the empowerment was he ran faster than the chariot. Mm. Um, with David, his that empowerment, full of the Holy Spirit, was to stand up against the giant. Yeah. And 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 kill him with a, a little stone. Yeah. you know, like that. That empowerment was for others was to endure horrific deaths. You know, so the the Holy Spirit and to do it gracefully, saying, "I see heaven." Like Stephen, yeah. the first martyr, mm. by saying, "Crying out, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father," and they all covered their ears and threw rocks at him. You know, this spirit, the Holy Spirit, that empowerment carries so much weight for in every situation in life no matter what it is and the beautiful thing about it is that it um it's not just an encounter it's a relationship Mm. you don't just encounter the holy spirit comes to abide it comes to be a part of our lives Mm.
0: but i love i love how the holy spirit empowers us as individuals yes but on the day of pentecost the church was born that that it's That's considered it the birthday of it the is. church. yeah. Yeah, so individually they had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and the result of that encounter yes. was that then they they met in one another's homes, they broke bread together. Oh, there yeah. were 3,000 people added to their number. It
1: changed their lives yeah. and their lifestyles. And they
0: became the church. They,
1: be- they did.
0: So the Holy Spirit empowers us individually, but his purpose for empowering us is it so that we can then be, come together to be this mighty force yes. on the earth yep. called the church of Jesus the Christ? The church
1: that is, that is actually um, has our source in the true vine, which yeah. is Jesus. Yeah. We're the branches of this true vine, this true mm. source, this true nurture, comfort, peace and joy yeah. that comes through Jesus. And yeah. the Holy Spirit enables us. Yes. to do that. I'm sure you've got a scripture.
0: I have got go. a scripture. We just sang about that, you know, when we, yeah. sang, when we sang that line. Great choice of songs. And the songs church of Christ. Christ was born and the spirit lit the flame. I love that, that part. That's what happened right there on the day of Pentecost.
1: I sing at the top of my lungs when that part oh,
0: comes. So inspiring. Everyone here
1: knew because I, we it wasn't you. in tune. Yeah, we, everyone heard It's
0: good. I love the passion. But 1 Corinthians twelve twelve. It says that the body is a unit. It's talking about our, our physical bodies as an analogy. Some
1: of us, some of us are bigger units than others. <laughs>
0: yeah, our body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one, one body. body. Yes. So it is with Christ. For, and this this line really jumped out at me, you know, today being the day of Pentecost, Pentecostal Sunday, it says, For we were baptized by one Spirit. We, we were all baptized by the Holy Spirit into one body.
1: Mm, into one body.
0: So the Holy Spirit has baptized us, filled us as individuals, yeah. and then he has formed us into one body, which is the church. Whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, no matter what your background, no matter where you come from, it says we were all given one spirit to drink. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. One so,
1: spirit baptizing us into, into one, one body. body. So let's not get into all the theological stuff here, but like looking at John the Baptist, like when when Gabriel comes to um, to Elizabeth or to Zachariah, sorry. Yeah. And and the whole thing about and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. Yeah. And then Jesus is conceived by Mary through the Holy Spirit, mm. born, of the, the whole, born of the breath of God, born of the essence of God in human form, same as the first Adam. And when Mary goes to meet with Elizabeth, John jumps in Mary's and is filled with the Holy Spirit at that point in coming in close prox- proximity with Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. But Jesus doesn't receive the Holy Spirit, we think until the, he's baptized and the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove and God speaks, this is my son mm. in whom I'm well pleased. So yeah. those two guys carried the Holy Spirit with them and introduced the Holy Spirit to us. Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. So they, they actually received a, a dispensation of the mm. Holy Spirit. But John said, I baptize you with water, but the one coming after me will baptize you with fire. And with power, yeah. So there was an element there that just the normal, because we think baptism today, it's it's weird to us in Aussie culture or Western culture, but it was a, a process and a, a rite of passage back in ancient times uh, mm. to follow a certain way of teaching. So mm. um, what they're using there is a, an immersion in, because the word baptize comes from the Greek baptizio, means to sink, to soak, to wash something. So Mm -hmm. we get soaked with the presence of God. We get soaked with the teachings of Jesus. We get soaked by an encounter and filled with the very Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And that is the purpose that God wanted for us because the Holy Spirit has so much to impart to us from the heart of the Mm -hmm. Father. Because what knows the heart of God but the Spirit of God? And what knows the heart of man but the Spirit of man? That's what Scripture says. And when the Spirit of God and the Spirit of man unite we connect on a way that is just, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. profound. Um, it's the way it's meant to be.
0: It is. And he's so close. Ah, uh, yeah. He's, he's right there just waiting for us to lean into him, to listen to him. He wants to be our comforter. He wants to be mm. our counsellor. He wants to lead us. Yes. He wants to guide us. and And I think particularly, well, always, but particularly right now when the world is so crazy, yeah. we really need to allow the Holy Spirit to be our comforter. Mm. We really need to, you know, I know that if I'm ever feeling anxious, if I'm, if I'm feeling distracted, if I'm, you know, feeling shaken up by what's going on around me, I just need to get, get aside mm. and just spend time with the Holy yeah. Spirit, spend time in worship, spend time in His presence and he always comforts. Yeah. He always counsels. He always reminds me of his goodness, his yep. faithfulness, his protection. Yeah. He, he al- you can always know that he's there for you, mm. you. know, And it's just us leaning into him. He never leaves. No, but no. we get distracted. We get anxious. But we just need to stop and lean in. And He's there for us.
1: See, we're talking about these seasons of rest and foundations of rest at the moment, the the Holy Spirit equals rest.
0: Mm.
1: It really does. Because when you put your... And, and what does it mean to be Spirit-led? Because it actually, Scripture um, recommends mm. to us, it doesn't really recommend, but that's a really nice word. Mm. It, 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 it says to us, be filled with the Spirit. Mm. And then it says, you know, live by the Spirit. Mm. Because when you live by the Spirit, there's... The, the actual scripture here, um, where is it? Oh, look at this, Romans 8.14. It says here, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Yeah. So that means that you have all the, the rights and the entitlements, all mm. the love, all the embracing of being a child of God. And it's also a witness that you know you are a child of God when you're, you're following the Spirit. Mm. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Oh yeah. Which I thought was so cool mm. especially you know with the dedication this morning, you know, woman of freedom. Yeah. Where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Yes. But that doesn't mean freedom to do whatever you want because that's what we usually think freedom is. I want to be free because when you, when you're a child and a teenager you just can't wait until you're 18 cuz then yeah. you're then you're a man or a woman, you get to drive a car, you get to have freedom then you realise you've got all these responsibilities. It's funny, America at the moment is crying out for liberty. We want freedom. We want liberty. But there's no liberty without responsibility. Mm. It's like they've got the Statue of Liberty on one side of their country. They should have this, the Statue of Responsibility over on the, <laughs> over on the West Coast to <laughs> just marry up the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast. But um, why, Australia, we're not much better. Like um, Responsibility is such an important thing. Mm. Freedom isn't just casting off responsibility. Actually, freedom is the privilege to fulfill responsibilities. That's oh, Paul good. just went, yes, thank you. <laughs> thought you were pointing at something else. Anyway. Um,
0: I've got that scripture in the Passion Translation. Oh, please. It says, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see.
1: Ooh, Their eyes are open. Yes.
0: Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Mm, wherever is the Holy beautiful. Spirit is that is, really is good. Lord, there is freedom. Mm.
1: I don't know. Like, we've talked about it over the last um, a few weeks ago about lordship and you know, how things were really a position of lordship. And it's a weird term because it, it goes back to, like we think it's medieval times where they went, Lord, Lord. You know, We don't get called Lord much. I do in my home. No, I don't. My dog thinks I am. That's the only one. And the cats, I don't know what they think of me, but um, cats have no soul. Sorry, I'm getting off track. I apologize. What was I talking about? Lordship. Lordship, yes. (laughs) Um, It's coming back. It is. We've got a few people here because we're allowed to have a little bit more. So we've got the the families that have come to help witness with the coceas, the dedication and say, I've got an audience, which is really bad, it turns out. It's good. Um, We love it. But lordship, Hmm. lordship, what, what does that mean to you? Like you might say, oh, no, no, I'm free. I don't have anybody telling me what to do and... And it seems to be a part of Aussie culture. You can't tell me what to do. Oh, that's okay for you, but that's not okay for me. Um, that seems to be an attitude that is very prevalent in modern culture, isn't it? Mm. Like, oh, yeah. that's okay for you to believe, but mm. I believe something different. But mm. we really need to have our beliefs based on something that is solid and yeah. um, reasoned morality. I I don't know if anyone else heard that Rabbi Zacharias um, passed away recently and we were watching a uh, one of his um, apologetic talks, and somebody asked him, "Surely you can understand that that moral reasoning is is actually possible and he says why can 't you just admit Ravi that moral reasoning, which means that we have evolved to a point where we reason our own morality we don 't get our morality from a religious perspective or from a standard from God, we get it because we look around and we can." Reason what is good and what is bad, and the first thing that Ravi said in response was, "Do you lock your door at night?" And the guy knew he'd lost the argument straight away. But it wasn't an mm-hmm. argument. Ravi was trying to open his eyes to what the the truth was. And we can think that there are a lot of things that we don't need, but you will have a Lord in your life. You might think you don't, but you will have a Lord in your life. Mm-hmm. It might be your your temper. It might be your need to have financial security. It might be for the need to to get your way, to win. Your opinion might be so important to you that that is your Lord, that everyone must bow to your Lord, your Mm. opinion. Mm. You might think you don't worship anything except the football team, but you will. We are designed to worship. And the thing is that until you find who that truth is, nothing else that you worship will Mm. satisfy you. Um, and the Holy Spirit reveals us um, the, the heart of the Father. The mind, Romans 8 says, that is governed by our fleshly desires only produces death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life, and not just life, but life and peace. Mm. Life and peace. And that word life there means eternal life, and peace means shalom, shalom. I've used this term before, but shalom is such a powerful, almost pregnant word. Every time you look at the word peace in that, it just unfolds more. It's a peace that isn't like the world has, that when you've got the absence of conflict, then you have peace. It's a peace even in the absence of conflict. It's a place of stability and strength that the Holy Spirit gives us that we know. It's the witness Scripture tells us of the Holy Spirit that God is real. We are children of God, that Jesus' teachings, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection and ascension mm. are all powerful things that have transformed the face of mankind and our relationship with an everlasting God. Yeah. Sorry, have you got something to say? on
0: that? I was just thinking about the stillness. Mm. You know, um, because one of the things, the analogies that Scripture uses for the Holy Spirit is dew. It's like yeah. the Holy Spirit is like the dew that comes and settles in the morning. Mm. And, and I was thinking about how you don't get dew unless you have a still night. Ah. You know, so you're to, thinking deep. To allow the Holy Spirit to come and settle on our lives, we need to still ourselves. Yeah, we need to still our minds and still our souls and allow the Holy Spirit to come and settle on us to bring refreshing to us. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. He's yeah. I can't I haven't got the scripture reference for that, but But
1: you can look it up. Mm. And and God says be still and know that I am God. Mm. And stillness is something that we don't like to do. Mm. Either I don't know why. Either we feel the over importance of being busy or the appearance of being busy Because if you're not busy, then you're lazy. not just because you're not doing something right at that moment. People go, "Oh, lucky to be you. I wish I didn't have anything to do." No, no, you've got to fight to get yeah. time free, to to shut. You've got to fight to shut the noise and the and the screaming of the world out so that you can actually be still, yeah. and still and quiet in yourself. But um, even then. Just shutting that stuff out isn't going to bring stillness into your life. You need the Prince of Peace who in the storm said, Peace, Mm. be still. Mm. We used that last week. We had the little clay boat. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Props to me. (laughs) I had a prop.
0: (laughs) Yes. Have
1: you got something to say? Because I'm going to go on with more.
0: (laughs) That promise. You can't shut me up. Jesus said the promise of the Holy Spirit is available to all of us. So that's in Acts 2.38. 2, well, this, this is Peter oh. speaking after, after the day of Pentecost to the crowd on the day of Pentecost. He says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the Come name on. of Jesus for mm. the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Come the on. promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far off for all whom the Lord God will call. So the promise of the Holy Spirit, you know, some people say it was only for them on the day of Pentecost. Well, Peter clearly says it's for you, it's for your children, it's for your children's children, it's for those who are far off. So that's us, it's for the generations. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is available to everyone.
1: So then that mentality that, oh no, the, the Holy Spirit's anointing finished on the planet when the last apostle died, so what were they like, praying for people and healing them? And they, were, and they were speaking in that heavenly language. And then all of a sudden it stopped and they went, oh, the last apostle must have died. Oh. But that tells us there, but, but God isn't just a God of, a, of one time. He's a generational God, as he said, for your children and your children's children. Because yeah. children just doesn't finish with one generation. Because if you look at it, children and then grand children mm-hmm. and great Grandchildren mm-hmm. and great-grandchildren, great-great-great. Great it all has children after it, yeah. so that never stops. Mm-hmm. I am somebody's great 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 You get the idea. Grandchild. I do. Yes.
0: Yeah. I have a quote from William Booth, mm. He was the guy that started, started the Salvation Army. And he, he made the, the statement. The he did. Yeah. He made the statement, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Spirit. Oh, really? Yeah. He wow. also went on to say Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics oh. without God and heaven without hell. So religion without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That, that's, when it can be, that's when our relationship with God can become really dry. Yeah. You know, really stale. We need we need that fresh river of the Holy Spirit yes, that to washing. keep our experience with God yeah. alive, to keep that flame burning. Yes. To keep our experience real. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And
1: and and not only that, but on the day of Pentecost, they were enveloped in flame. Like mm-hmm. we get this little picture of like I don't know a little cigarette lighter on top of their head, a little flame. But they were it, and that was the tongue of fire, but um, I don't know if you've ever lit something up. It, it looks like a tongue of fire. you know. And they, I reckon these guys were just like, they were just these giant tongues of fire. They just looked like they were enveloped in fire. And not only that, but they started praying in languages that they didn't know or they didn't mm-hmm. understand. And then they went out and everyone thought they were drunk. Because they're like, oh, they're praising God and they're doing it. And it actually, the, the terminology was they were clamorously and foolishly praising God. And they, so everyone thought they were drunk. And then they realized they're speaking languages that they're Galileans with the Galilean dialect. Like I'm an Aussie, and, and if I said um Huiamora to our Kutsiya family over there, they would say that's with a really strong Australian accent. This is the extent of my Afrikaans, Mangwanani <laughs> and my Shona. Um, sorry. But the, the language that the Holy Spirit gives us is a absolutely untethered um, language because scripture says us when, Paul wrote, writes, when we don't know what to pray, and has there been times where you don't know what to pray? Absolutely. Like, All the time. Has anyone be, ever been in situations where you're just like, I do yep. not want to know what's going on? I don't know how to pray into this situation. I don't even know what to ask God for in this situation. I know what my 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 personal wants are, but what really is God's position in this? Because Jesus told us, "Pray, your kingdom come, your will be done," because that's the best way. When I try to pray for what I want, I just get what I want, or I get it's not the way that God really wants it all the time. So to pray in the spirit um, is is totally different and. And this is an unknown language. And, it's, and Paul teaches us, he says, those that pray in an unknown language, and it is an essential evidence. It's not the only evidence of baptism in the Holy Spirit, but it is an essential evidence of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you, if, if, you've been, if you want the, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, take that step, because the Holy Spirit will never ever force himself on you it 's not like he 's going to take hold of your tongue and it <laughs> might sound like that, but that 's not how he does it. He waits for you to take that step and you 're going to feel clamorously foolish doing it. Do it by yourself if you don 't want to do it around anybody else. but I really encourage you to step out in this field. I remember I was talking to a friend and they, um, and they told me you know hey, Steve, that new prime minister of ours, he's one of those Christians that does the blah, blah, blah. blah And I went, yeah, that's the same as me. And he's like, <laughs> he's known me for a while. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yes, that, that that's the same as our church. We believe in the full gospel message that what mm-hmm. Jesus promised yeah. is still the same today. Yeah. And he's going, so you know what you're saying, don't you? And I went, no idea. Well, that doesn't make sense. And I go, no, it doesn't make sense. And he's like, but what use is it? And then I'm standing there, I'm going, do you want to see it? And he's like, um, yeah. So I just go, <laughs> His wife are going, but they're still friends with me. <laughs> they haven't kicked me out of their house. <laughs> well, they do when I leave. But, um, mm. but the thing is that it's an evidence of God. And, and people mock it because they don't understand it. Mm. But do you know how, many, how much of this world that we actually do understand? Very limited. Mm. But this is an area of God. And it says when you pray in this unknown language, you build yourself up. Yeah. You edify yourself. Yeah. You strengthen yourself. Mm. It aligns us with heaven in a way like nothing else can. Mm. And it reveals scripture to us because mm. he is the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of revelation. Yeah. And, um, he just opens up the teachings of Jesus, opens up the heart of the Father. He, mm-hmm. he reveals heaven to us and we become conduits of, of heaven. Because yeah. in Galatians 5, it says, For the, the flesh desires, our, our nature desires what is contrary, what is different to the spirit. And the spirit desires what is different to our flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. You can't just do whatever you want. Um, I've, I've got a couple of scriptures here. Is, Go that, for is, it. is that all right? Mm. So it, um, it says in one John two sixteen. It says in the I'm going to use the passion as well. Mm. Don't set the affections of your, of your heart on this world or in loving the things of this world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. Love does not equal love. Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it isn't proud, it does not dishonor others, it isn't self-seeking, it isn't easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. This is love. This is the love of the Father. But the love of the world is totally different. For all that the world can offer us, the gratifications of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with the status of importance, none of the Did you hear that? Mm. So the allurement of the things of this world, all the things, the gratification of the flesh, all those things that, that please us and give us pleasure and all that, the overuse of those things, none of these come from the Father but from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God will live forever. It says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And in Galatians 5, it says... As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit Mm. and hinder him from living free within you. Remember, this is all about freedom, Mm. living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you again. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life Of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom, again, freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring way above him. The cravings of the self life are obvious, thus sexual immorality, lustful. Thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those um, who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, Tem- temper tantrums, angry angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, Wow being envious of the blessings of others, a spirit of hatred, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and other similar behaviours. Haven't I warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? And then it goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows. Peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness that is in action, a life full of virtue, faith that always prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, full life, faith, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit, they're meant to be limitless. That's what living by the Spirit does. Is my mic going flat? Is that better? Sorry, guys. Is that what you were trying to tell me before? I thought you were just encouraging me. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going, you were saying. <laughs> now you're going, can't hear ya.
0: <laughs> so good. Isn't that good? Yeah.
1: Who, say, who thinks that sounds good? Living a life mm-hmm. that is not only balanced, but it, it is powerful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So good. Do
1: you want to pray? Yes. We're going to finish up. Let's I've, invite I've, the Holy Spirit. Yes. We should have had a I third know I saw chair.
0: Yeah, but let's, let's join with everyone and invite him into your, into your life afresh yes. this morning. Give him, let's surrender to him that lordship that he so deserves and allow him the freedom. To do whatever he wants mm. to do in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our church. Yes, it's an exciting journey, isn't it? It is when we give him that permission to work in us and work through us.
1: It, it's it's the way it was meant to be. Mm. It was the way that God planned it to be. It's the way that God designed it to be. Um, people can't rationalise it, so therefore they say, "Nah." Yeah, you're just making – it doesn't make sense. And I I remember once sitting with a young man who um, – he didn't know who I was, but he was talking about these Pentecostal churches that hyped themselves up by praying in this gibberish. He said, but we pray according to the Bible, you know. And, uh, but as Kylie said, you, you can have – if you just have all the word and no spirit, you, you just dry up. You just dry up. Yeah. And if you just have all the spirit and no word and guidance of God yeah. – you're a freak. You just do weird stuff. You, you just yeah. go out on a limb. But the balance is having the Word and the Spirit. Yeah, so Jesus, the Word of God, mm-hmm. S- the Holy Spirit, yeah. Spirit of truth, Spirit mm-hmm. of revelation. Having those two together yeah. is just profound, yeah. profound. Mm-hmm. I want to pray. We want to pray mm-hmm. this morning for you in your home, wherever you are, if you're down by the river, if you're um, sitting in an apartment or in your home with your family or you're alone at the moment, we want to pray for you because, believe it or not, the Holy Spirit is available to you right where you are right now. It is so... that this, Jesus said the, the kingdom of God is near you. It is even within you. Yeah. That was where we're meant to find that source and that drive when the Holy Spirit unites with our earthly bodies and, and God has his way. So we're going to pray. Yeah. I'm just going by the leading of the Holy Spirit now. Thank you, Father. Agree, Thank you, agree Father. agree with us, guys. Yeah. Can you agree with us? And if you, if you want what we've been talking about, you know, we've done this very quickly. The Holy Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit is such a profound subject that you can't just cover him in a 40-minute like session or anything like that. There is so much that you can read about the Holy Spirit. But look for the truth. Don't just look for people's opinions on it. Look for the truth. Father God in heaven, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, that you promised that you would pour out your Spirit on all mankind. And on this day, over 2,000 years ago, just after Jesus ascended into heaven, you poured out your Spirit and the prophecy was fulfilled that our sons and daughters will prophesy, that we will dream dreams and see visions, young and old alike. Father, I thank you that the door is open for us to freely and boldly come into your presence because of Jesus, that we can be ambassadors and conduits, vessels of the kingdom of heaven here on earth, bringing your peace, bringing your truth and bringing your healing to this planet. Father, I'm so glad that you said that when we call on your name, that you hear from heaven and you'll heal our land. Father, I thank you for the land of people's lives, the land of their marriage, the the soil of family, the soil of harmony, the soil of each life right now. And I thank you for the privilege to make Jesus Lord of our life. If you need to right now, just realign yourself with God or align yourself with God through Jesus. It's really simple. All you need to do is say, Jesus, I give you my life. I submit to you, Jesus. Father God, please forgive me for where I've sinned. Forgive me for the things that I know I've done wrong and the things that I, I didn't even know I was missing the mark with. And Father, I thank you that when we come to you and ask for forgiveness, you are faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You promise that. And Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit right now. We unite in agreement here with everyone in this room, for those that are listening, for each home, each individual, Mm -hmm. each household, each family, each marriage, Father, your Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into our homes, into our marriage, into our families. Holy Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit of power, Holy Spirit Mm. of wisdom, Holy Spirit of joy, Holy Spirit of peace. We thank you right now for moving on lives, for vessels that are opening up and saying, yes, saturate me, Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit, Because no one who requests a good gift from their father will ever be denied. He always gives good gifts. So, Father, I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the essential evidence of speaking in a heavenly language, in unknown languages. Have your way, Father God. We just proclaim a release of your Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Lamb of God, the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, the Prince of Peace, oh, everlasting Father, mighty God, Jesus. And we agree on it right now. And where two or more agree on it, our God says, there it is enacted yeah. in the heavenly realm. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your blessing, your peace, your healing, your providence. We just speak healing into bodies right now. Thank you for the healing that you've already mm-hmm. placed in us. But Father, for those that we know that are needing healing at the moment, those that are suffering under the weight of, of um, yeah, illness, we just speak healing. Those that have conditions that have been diagnosed, we proclaim an absolute um, a yes. repentance, yes. a turnaround from that word Thank of of, of prognosis yes. to being a, a miracle right oh. now in Jesus' name. Oh. That those afflictions will be gone, yes. those diseases will be gone. Yes. You are the God who yes. forgives our sins and heals all yes. our diseases. Father, thank you. You are a great God. Thank you for your promises. You are faithful through all generations. And the generations have not stopped. They continue. Have your way, Father God. You are so good. You are awesome. You're an awesome God. You are an awesome God and an absolutely gorgeous Father. Thank you for your daddy arms surrounding us right now, filling us with your Holy Spirit. Oh, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.